Yo, 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 what up? Welcome to another episode of Football Without Hesitation. This is your weekly look. Oh, kind of weekly, semi-weekly look <laughs> at the San Jose Earthquakes and uh, and my, a lot of things MLS. Again, this is a soccer podcast focusing mainly on American soccer, mainly of the San Jose Earthquakes of Major League Soccer. Does that make any sense? I don't know. But anyway, dude, so this is going to be kind of a short episode. Uh, the last episode came out er- earlier in the week. The It was the All-Star weekend, so, you know, not, nothing has happened since then. But like I said in the last episode, I don't know if you guys caught it, but I I finally moved into my own studio space here. I have my, my own space that I can come record whenever the hell I want. And... Um, yeah, so so these episodes should, should come out much more regularly now, and hopefully they sound much better as well. You know, again, the studio is fucking sweet, sweet. I'll post some pictures on social media soon, but um, yeah, I'm still putting it together. But it, it's coming together nice. Uh, and again, you can follow find this podcast. I mean, if you're listening, you've already found it. But if you just clicked on the Libsyn link, know that you can find this podcast on Spotify on iTunes, on Google Podcasts, anywhere you listen to podcasts. Like I said, every week now, you listen to you listen to your own favorite now. Everyone has their own damn podcast. Wherever you listen to your favorite podcast, Football Without Hesitation is there. That's the easiest way to get all the episodes. They just come right there directly to your phone every time I release them. You don't got to do nothing. Just hit play. Get caught up on all the Quakes news. Right? Simple. Simple. Um, if you want to follow me on the social medias at FWH podcast on Instagram, also at FWH podcast on Twitter, you can also find me at CTR line soccer at center line soccer. I am the managing editor, content editor of center line soccer, which is SB nations, San Jose earthquakes page. Um, you can read all my writing on there. I, I'm always putting stuff up um, every every other day. I'm putting things up. I just actually just finished an article, a little little preview. Actually, I don't know what will come out first, this article or this episode. They're going to come out very, very close to each other. Uh, but, yeah, I do the Quakes, do The Quakes are in the middle of a playoff push. We'll get into that right now. But um, the episode, I, I mean, I just finished writing an article uh, detailing, talking about all the matches that the Quakes don't play in that matter to them this weekend. So that's pretty cool, you know. All of a sudden, you got to start paying attention to what these other teams are doing around. You just can't focus on the Quakes. Next thing you know, somebody goes on a hot streak and and takes the Quakes' uh, playoff spot. You don't know. Um, so, yeah, so centerline soccer, you can find all my stuff there. Without further to do, baby. Let's get into the show. Let's get into the show again. Might be a little bit abbreviated because we covered a lot um, in the last last episode, and nothing much has happened other than the All Star game. You know, um, I don't know if anybody you watched. I personally didn't. I did catch a little bit of the skills challenge, which was hilarious because I loved, I loved that the the people on TV that put it on, like the the producers and directors, whoever the the suits are. They didn't fucking pay no attention. They didn't think nobody's going to watch this or anything. And they let the people, they let the announcers on the mics in front of the camera just pretty much do whatever the fuck they wanted. And it was hilarious. It was hilarious. And if you speak Spanish, it's even more hilarious because 
you understand what the players are saying and they're athletes <laughs> athletes <laughs> athletes don't usually talk nice so it's pretty funny um kind of people just being oblivious to, to what's going on people like to get offended at certain things but <laughs> when they don't understand what they're hearing they sure as hell don't get offended uh, but that was fun. Anyway, you know, the, the skills competition, I absolutely fucking loved it. I loved the skills competition. I, to me, I, it may be an NFL or something. It is kind of goofy to see these players. But in, in this country where we're trying to grow the sport, when you were trying to show it off, that's the that, that's the, as lame as it might sound. That's how you catch America's attention. You, you, you know, you say, hey, can you... Can you make it into this trash can from 50 yards away? That'll, as again, as fucked up as it is, that'll catch more people's attention right now than New York Red Bulls versus New York City FC. And that's just the reality. And, and fuck it, dude, go with it. Start creating a buzz around your league. Let people know about these players. You know, there's some really exciting players in this league that that are have really great personalities, but they, have, they haven't developed them for shit. The only players anybody knows are the international players that have built a name internationally and come over. Nobody knows. Who, who knows about Efren Alvarez? You know, who knows about Tommy Thompson? The people in their, in their, you know, in their regional area and that's it. Or people that follow the league. But in order to reach that regular Joe Schmo that's kind of only plays FIFA and, you know, it's kind of, you know, maybe catches a Premier League game here or there. If you want them to get excited, if you want them to pick a side, because people got to pick sides, that's how people are going to get into it. Get them excited about players. Get them excited about teams. Uh, and I, I thought that skills challenge was great. You know, Orlando had their representatives. MLS had their representatives. Atletico Madrid had their representatives. And it, it was cool. It just allowed, a, you know, maximum opportunity for players to be out there to be like, hey, this is my name. Look what I can do. And you might get some fans out of it. I don't know. To me, that that was much more important than than the game. I mean, dude, it, it's the middle of a, a get. You're two thirds of the way through this season. No one's no one's trying to get hurt. I, I know, you know, Atletico Madrid or whoever, they usually play pretty big names. I don't know. I, I don't know what what a, a team composed of of MLS All Stars beating Juve in August means for American soccer, uh, but but again, it, it still feels nice, I guess, to beat those big names. It get, get, gets people attention. But uh, the game to me is the All Star game itself is much much less important than like the homegrown game where you get to see the youth coming up and. And see, you know, what the future of this league might look like or the skills challenge, which is just a fun event that gets the players out there, gets their names out there, gets people, you know, listening or or seeing who they are. Obviously, you know, Carlos Vela, Wayne Rooney, you don't need to sell that, you know, um, but it, it allows people, you know, to to access. It's an easy way to get into the, the American version of this game. And to people being like, oh, that's not soccer. So such an Americanized thing. Fuck it. Who cares? This is our sport. This is our version of the sport. Shouldn't say this is our sport. It's a fucking world sport. This is our version of the world sport. And if this is what we need to do to make it exciting for us, what the fuck cares? 
Who the fuck cares? It, it just keeps getting better. Um, but yeah, man, all-star game. I don't know. What do you think? Like it or leave it. I love the skills competition. It should be three days of, of different skills competitions, players all over the world. How about that, dude? I want to see that. The best, you know, get like the most technically skilled players from Barcelona versus the most technically skilled players from MLS and have them do fancy as little, dude, have them do little drills. You don't have the, you know, less chance of injuries happening. People are going to fucking absolutely love it. And it, it just helps grow the sport. And because I came up with the idea, if you ever do do it MLS, I want free tickets or at least a press pass. Come on. At least a press pass. Let me, let me get in there with my mics. Um, but yeah, MLS All-Stars got their asses handed to them. Um, Wando was there. How about that? Wando at the All-Star game? Of course, baby. Of course. If you're a Quakes fan, you're like, he should be there every fucking All-Star game. But he was there, didn't get hurt, didn't score, but whatever. I hope he enjoyed it. I'm sure he had fun. It was cool uh, having a Quakes representative out there. But... Now, I, at this point, well, it's pretty easy to be like, hey, man, let's get back into the season when all of a sudden the fucking Quakes are finally good again. You know, and again, for those that, that may not be familiar, little quick update. The Quakes right now, as of the day of this recording, which is August, uh, Friday, August 2nd, the Quakes are in fourth place in the West. 30, sit at 37 points, 11 wins, 7 losses, 4 draws. LAFC still in the lead of the Supporter Shield. They just took off. No one's catching them so far. Quakes, Quakes tied with Galaxy for, what is it, fourth, third, fourth. Quakes tied with Galaxy for fourth place, or actually third. Third, fourth, I can't make up my mind. Now they're tied for third. Quakes and Galaxy have the same amount of points Quakes have a better goal differential, but unfortunately for right now, for the Quakes, the first tiebreaker is wins, and Galaxy are sitting at 12 wins. Quakes are at 11. So, shit. I mean, again, every this is one of those not like, oh, you have to win every match from here on out, but everyone matters. Every point that you leave on that pitch matters is amplified at this point of the season. And, you know, every point that you do grab from your opponent, especially one near you on the table, is also amplified. So, dude, again, Quakes tied for third. How the fuck about that, huh? How about that? And, dude, and this ain't no more fucking cakewalk. They got got Columbus Crew coming in, which, yeah, you could look look at, at their record. You can see... Read some of their stories. It hasn't been pretty, you know. They they saved their team last year, and I don't know if people thought that was going to create some kind of difference on the pitch, but they, they've made a lot of moves. You know, again, Greg Berhalter moved on to the national team. Caleb Porter came on. He was essentially Berhalter's protege, so, I mean, it's... It's a very similar style that 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 they're playing. Uh, then injuries, bro. You can't if you lose five players to injury. There's really nothing that you can you can predict in March. You know to try to 
to try to, you know, alleviate that or do something about that if that happens. You, that's just not something that you fucking plan for. You can't. Um, so, so I don't know. It, it's been tough. Granted, again, not, not, I'm not from Ohio. I don't follow Columbus crew very closely, but I know Caleb Porter, they've been kind of questioning the results, but I, I don't know. I don't know. You know, see, seeing all those injuries, just seeing, I, I mean, it's a different coach. I, I know it was his protege as well, but dude, he's a different person. I'm sure he runs practices differently. I'm sure he runs meetings differently. I'm sure he deals with the players differently. And even if it's a similar system, it's still different. So I don't know. Again, it, it's so easy. I, I feel kind of like a douchebag now as, as a Quakes fan. It's like, yeah, you know, yeah, we, we used to suck too. That, that's okay, little peasant. You know, keep eating your gruel. One day, one day you'll, you'll graduate to this roast duck up here. But it's not really about that. You know, it's not really about that. I think Columbus is better than than what the, the record shows. And these motherfuckers, if you want to talk about who made moves in the summer transfer window, there's no fight. It's not even close who made fucking moves in the transfer window, dude. Columbus added Luis Diaz, Eloy Room, Eunice Mokhtar, you, first of all, I love the. I, I don't know the last Mokhtar. Mokhtar? I hope that'd be Eunice. Fucking, it's a great name right there. Um, and then from Atlanta, they got Romario Williams. From Toronto, Jordan Hamilton. These fuckers made moves. They, they made moves. And again, they're, they're, uh, they haven't lost in their last three matches. How about that? Huh? How about that? It, it looks like this team is is coming together. Um, I don't know if this is a playoff contending team this season or next season, but what I'm trying to get at is, you know, you can't just see, oh, 10th place team from the East. They've been struggling. Quakes look like they're unfucking stoppable No. And again, I'm not saying that this is like, I know for the Vancouver match, I was like, oh, this might be a trap game. This might be a trap game. Uh, you know, Nah, it was it wasn't, and I'm not saying that this this again. Oh, this might be another this might be another trap game. Is no, this is this is a team on an upswing, coming up against a team that's already kind of you know this season, you know at least the Quakes are a playoff contending team. So for Columbus to say, hey, this this transformation is really happening. We really believe in Caleb Porter's system, and we we believe in the future. It would look great to knock down one of the hottest teams in the league. Especially, especially after you've not lost in three matches. You know, to come into San Jose to earn a draw or to somehow upset them and, and get a victory. That that would be huge um, for, I mean, for their psyche, I'm sure. And it'd be huge to show the, uh, the Columbus supporters like, dude, y'all got to give Porter maybe some more chance. I don't know. I'm, I'm, I don't see them week in and week out. I can't talk for y'all. Let me know. Let me know at CTR Line Soccer at Baldini10 on Twitter. What y'all think? Let me know about that. Dude, how about how about this? Dude, this is this is pretty cool. I'm just going to get into some random tidbits at this point just because um again, the Quakes didn't play after that Vancouver match. I already covered that Vancouver match last episode. Um, then they had the All-Star game. But 
you know. But still, stuff happened. Stuff happened. I came across this really cool article from El Tecolote. El Tecolote, which I think it might be like San Francisco State University's Latino or Latinx. Is it Latinx now? Fuck, I'm one of them. I should know. Um, I think it's at San Francisco State's like Latinx or Latino, whatever, newspaper. Anyway, they, they had a um, they had a dope ass article in there about Carlos Cesar Rivera. And if you're a Quakes fan, you really should know this name. Because there's, there's not a lot of people that have been, you know, kind of on this this vocal, this, you know, they have, this guy's been caught doing the play-by-play for 15 years for the Quakes is, is what I'm trying to get at. I mean, who, who's been doing that much week in and week out for the San Jose Earthquakes? The dude's been on the radio for 44 years for 44 years, 15 of those, the last 15, he's been doing the play-by-play for the San Jose Earthquakes for Caliente, right? Caliente. I don't know, the AM 14 something, but it's Caliente. I think it's Caliente. Um, but yeah, dude, big shout out to that dude. 15 years, dog, 15 years. I think he's from El Salvador, I said. Um it's an amazing story. Again, it's an El, El Tecolote. If you put Carlos Cesar Rivera, El Tecolote, I'm sure it'll come up. And I'll, I'll try to I'll link it on my Twitter or something, and I'll, I'll find that article. It was, it was a really great article, and it was pretty cool. And, um, yeah. And so, yeah, check it out. I'll, I'll see if I can find it. It's in English, so it's cool. And, oh, dude, expansion, expansion, baby. Uh, anyone that's been following the league or I've been talking to people that kind of follow it and they're like, holy shit, this league is growing. This growing. They're like, I, I kind of paid attention, you know, 2010, 2012. Now, it's, it, even in that time, it's it monumentally changed. And one of the teams here in Northern California that's been trying to get in, knocking on that door, let me in, let me in, Garber, let me in. Uh, Sacramento Republic. Sacramento Republic, uh, I want them to come in because the Quakes always beat the shit out of them, and it'd be nice to have a, a local team that we can get points off of. So um, <laughs> I'm sure it'll get much closer once they come up. And it's a, it's a matter of time. It's a matter of time. They I, It sucks they get dicked around. Uh, Sacramento does because yeah, it, it's the state capital, but it's kind of up there. You know, compared to where I'm from, it's a big city, but compared to other cities in California, it's kind of a cow town and a, and a political town. No, I shouldn't say cow town. That's messed up. Sacramento's a great city. What am, what am I fucking talking shit about? One of the great Northern California cities. It's a great it's a great city, but it really it's politics and cows, man. Let, let's be real. Let's be real. Um, so it, it would be nice, you know, to get another professional sports team up there or major league sports team. They got the Sacramento Kings. It would be nice to get the Sacramento Republic up. And I, I welcome it. I, if I can welcome it, that before MLS teams in California, we'd be badass, start doing our own little cup. And uh, yeah, more people to hate, dude. I love it. I love it. And I, I, dude, I got to bring this. So this is the last thing I'll bring up. Let's end this, let's end this controversial, man. Let's end this controversial. Let's be all fucking Howard Stern up in this bitch. 
Um, I don't know if I brought this up last week, but I keep tripping out on this. Why are some people in the media so fucking obsessed that Matias Almeida doesn't speak English? What the fuck? The dude is not like the dude is managing the Chicago Cubs. He's managing a soccer team. A fucking soccer team that's made up mostly of international, well, not mostly, of a lot of international players, eight of them. A bunch of them got the green card, but come on. Um, why is that such a fucking big deal? And even, even more in fucking California. I think it was, it was the Chronicle. It was San Francisco Chronicle, or I think it was the San Francisco Chronicle, but they were like, you know, he barely speaks English, but he's making it work. It's like, Bitch, bitch, are you faking California? Trip out on this. Did you know this? 44% of Californians over the age of five speak a language other than English, other than English at home. Ah, didn't think you were going to get some fucking knowledge here. Well, different kind of knowledge. And I tripped out on that. That's a lie. Four out of, four out of 10 people in California, when they go home, they speak a, a, a language other than English. That's pretty crazy, man. We're diverse as fuck up in this shit. We're diverse as fuck on the on California's West Coast or on, I guess, the whole whole part of California. Um, but that was crazy. But it's just tributing me. Well, why is why is people so obsessed with this? Why why does this matter so much to people? Oh, he don't speak English. Yeah, motherfucker. So he's from Argentina. The fuck you want him to speak? Um, but wait, what does that have to do with, with anything? Soccer is its own goddamn language. You you can turn on a fucking Moroccan league soccer match right now with local commentators using their local dialect. You don't have to understand shit to know exactly what's going on, who's doing well, who's doing bad. It's fucking soccer. Why people are so goddamn obsessed that this motherfucker doesn't speak English is beyond me. Well, who the fuck do they think is gonna is gonna is only English speakers should be managing teams? This we have to stop being so goddamn obsessed of of like this is America's soccer. I know we talk. I know I talked about our version of the sport earlier, but you know we have to respect that it's still the world sport. We can't demand. We can't be the last fucking person to show up on the playground and demand that everybody play by our fucking rules. It's fucking lame. We got to earn that shit. And, uh, but anyway, it's just weird to me, especially because I speak Spanish. That's what, let's be honest, that's what makes it fucking easy for me. I speak Spanish, so I don't give a fuck. I could go in and out. It, it don't make no difference to me. So, it, it, which is weird, because again, that's how I grew up. So when, when people are, are so focused on like, wow, they're having success and this motherfucker don't know English. It's like, what the fuck? What does that have one have to do with the other? This dude is, is a, he's been building a steadily building an excellent resume managerial and playing for years. And all, and it, it's this kind of magic trick because he's doing it without being able to communicate in one language. What the fucking, Come on, bro. There's Germans, there's Georgians, there's Dutch on this team. 
There's never been an issue. It's fucking soccer. Somebody could get, Tommy Thompson could get signed by a Chinese team tomorrow and be on a plane to China. He ain't got to fucking worry about, I don't know, fucking Mandarin. Um, but anyway, I told you we're going to end this controversial. At the end, it's controversial, man. You got to spice it up. Can't be all like, oh, the Quakes are winning. It's all great. Fucking love life. No, we need controversy, baby. We need controversy anyway. I'm going to let y'all go. Uh, again, Quakes, Quakes playing Columbus Crew on Saturday. Uh, next week, next Thursday, I'll be back. I'll recap what happened against the crew. Magic. And hey, I could literally, there is a pretty decent chance that next week when I re-record, the San Jose Earthquakes will be in second place in the Western Conference with 11 games left to play in the season. And that is absolutely mind-blowing to me. It's been such a fun ride, and I am enjoying the hell out of it. Oh, damn. Oh, that August 20th. Y'all got to prepare. August 20th. Man, that's what I should have brought up. August 20th versus LAFC. I got a round trip ticket. 90 is $97 round trip. San Jose to LAX. Get there Wednesday afternoon. Leave Thursday afternoon. It's going to be fucking, it's going to be a great time. That that's gonna be a, a monumental match, not only for the San Jose Earthquakes, but for MLS. The whole league is is gonna tune in to watch that. That's gonna be uh the you know two Titans, two Titans at least of this season going at it. And and it's really gonna go uh, you, let's see what the Quakes got. Let's see what the what the Quakes got. LAFC is is having a, a pretty historic season. If the Quakes could can find some way to throw some some water on that, then we we fucking we talking something else. But anyway, to get there, they got to play Columbus, which is tomorrow Saturday, or today when this comes out. Uh, so yeah, so dude, if you're going out to Avaya again, I'm in one eighteen. Always hit me up. Look for the hair. Look for the glasses. Look for the guy holding a beer. That'll be me. Come say hi. If not, again, at Centerline Soccer or CTR Line Soccer on Twitter, at Baldini10 also on Twitter is my personal one, at FWH Podcast. Everywhere you listen to podcasts is available. Thanks again for listening. I'll catch you next week. Go Quakes. Let's keep this. Let's keep this going. Let's keep this going. All right. Peace out.